great. Wow. God's so good, isn't he? He's doing so much already this morning in so many ways. It's phenomenal. Brilliant stuff. Well, this week uh, we had someone turn up at our house uh, with a lovely, lovely card and presents for uh, Liz and I and the kids. And it just really touched us. And this card... This person has written some really wonderful things, just kind of encouraging us and showing appreciation and being so grateful for all that we've done. You know, we just get on and do things, and it was it really impacted me, and it was it was wonderful to to feel someone just appreciate you in that way. As I'm sure, whenever people have done that for you, and I hope they do, it has a massive impact, doesn't it? Well, we're going to be starting a series today, as David said, looking at the whole area of honour. And honour is one of the six culture traits we're seeking to establish within our church. I thought it'd be useful just to quickly recap on where we've come to, to this point, um, and quickly talk about what we mean by culture, and then I want to give a brief overview and set the scene on what we mean by honour, and uh, kind of hopefully whet your appetite for what's going to come over the next few weeks. So very quickly, culture, when we're talking about culture... It's the feel or the atmosphere of the place. It's, the, it's what you experience when you walk in to a place, into a group, uh, a school, wherever you might go. It's what you pick up on. And every community, every group of people has a culture. The question is whether it's just happened accidentally or whether there's been an intentional uh, trying to establish it. Every place will have a culture. It might be a good, it might be bad. And I'm sure we can all think of situations where we walked into and we felt really welcome and at ease, and others perhaps we think, oh, I don't belong here. It's different to our vision, values, and goals that we have as a church. Our vision, his presence, our community, their hope. Our values, grace, worship, word, church, and mission. And our goals to be influential, international, and integrated. So it's different than those, but it's clearly linked to them. It's what we want to see within our community. It's the traits we want to see. Now, we might not be there. In fact, I don't believe we are fully there on them yet. So in many ways, they're aspirational. They're things we're hoping to see established more and more. And we want to get to the point that they're so part of who we are that we live and breathe these culture traits and that not just when we gather on a Sunday morning or in groups during the week, but wherever we go as individuals into our workplaces, our neighbourhoods, our, into shops and schools and and into our families, wherever we go, we, we, we emit these culture traits and we bring something of God's kingdom in that. So our culture traits that we're seeking to establish are things like integrity, generosity, courage, honour, acceptance and forgiveness. And back in June and July, we, we took a few weeks looking at one of those traits. We looked at, co- at courage and hopefully... Those of you who are here are kind of feeling inspired to be courageous. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to them, I'd encourage you to do so because it's something we're passionate about. We want to be a people that take risks, that live faith-filled lives, seeking to bring God's kingdom wherever we go. And it will take courage and boldness to do that. Now today we're going to be moving on, as we said, into this new, looking at this new trait of honour. It doesn't mean we're forgetting courage by any means. You know, we're going to keep coming back to it. And I want to encourage you to keep being courageous. And we want to hear stories up the front here of people who are being courageous and doing exploits for God, adventures for God. But we just thought it would be useful to kind of over, over the next few months work through each trait and give it some time so we can really explore what do we mean by each of these words 
so we have a shared understanding of it and hopefully be really practical, give you ideas of what, might, what it might look like, how it might work in each different context we might find ourselves in. So over the next few weeks, you should have received a, 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 this card when you came in as well, the, explaining the preaching series. We're going to be looking at today what, is, what it is, what is honour. Then we're going to be moving on to who benefits, how do we actually go about doing it. We're going to look at some of the hindrances and helps as we seek to bring honour to people. And then look at two particular areas where we might be able to show honour and hopefully we should be showing honour within our family and with it towards church leaders. So today, we're going to look at today uh, what honour is. And as I said, I want to give a brief overview of what's to come. I want to whet your appetite, start your thinking. And I'm going to touch on some things that hopefully will be explored in more depth over the next few weeks. So let's look at the key passage I want us to focus on this morning, which is Romans 12. And it's just four verses and particularly one verse in there. So we're looking at Romans 12, 9 to 13. I'm reading from the ESV. Let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honour, do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer, contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality." Wow, what a description of how we could live. We don't really need to go any further, do we? I mean, it's just packed full in this uh, letter to the Romans. This is how we're to live. Let me read it to you again. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honour. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer, contribute to the needs of the saints, and seek to show hospitality. I particularly want us to focus on verse 10. Love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honour. Or as the NIV puts it, be devoted to one another in love, honour one another above yourselves. And in exploring what honour is this morning, I quickly want to look at three areas. Surprise, surprise. We've got to have three points, haven't we? First of all, I want to look at what honour is not, then at what honour is, and then briefly, the who, why, and how of honour. And that is something we're certainly going to be picking up on over the next few weeks. So first of all, honour is not. It's really important that we're clear on what it isn't as well as what it is. It's not flattery and pandering to someone. It's not about saying nice things simply to please someone or make them just feel good about themselves. That's not what we're talking about when we're honouring. We're not trying to just say things we want people that they, we think they might want to hear. It's not empty praise. That's not what we want to see. We're not just about trying to give people flattery and just pile it on. And linked to that, it's not about seeking personal gain. We don't want to just have the attitude, well, if I say this nice thing to this person, or if I do this for them, then I might get this as a result. That's not what honour is about. That's completely self-centred and self-motivated. That's not what we want to be doing. In fact, we're not to seek our own honour. In fact, we should be seeking humility in all things. 
our motivation for uh, honouring others shouldn't be rooted in ourselves. Honour is not shallow or superficial. It's heartfelt. Listen again to Romans 12.10. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honour. What we've got there is love and affection and honouring. There's a link there. It shouldn't just be this kind of shallow thing. There should be a heartfelt, I want to, I love this, I love these people around me. I want to honour them. There's a connection. We want to have, we want to be at the point where we have such a great love for one another. There's a, there's a comfortable, familiar feel <laughs> to each other, not just a tolerating, but genuinely being grateful for one another. You know, this morning in the pre-meeting, prayer meeting that we have, They've, they've changed the windows over the summer, and they used to be sort of frosted um, glass covering on it, and you couldn't see out. But today, they, they've changed the windows, and, and any of you who looked would have seen us praying. And when I, I, I looked out, and I could see people arriving, and I was so excited to see you coming to church this morning. You know, I'm generally pleased to see you, but there was something this morning I was just even more excited, I guess because kind of the summer holidays are over and people, people were coming in. And I was genuinely really excited and grateful. And I said, oh, there's, there's Mike coming down the road. Oh, and, and there's Manji getting out of a car. And I was so excited to see people coming. That's what it should be like when we're honouring people. It should be motivated by this deep affection and, and longing to be with one another. Genuinely grateful for people who are in your life. And when conflict does arise, which it will, we need to talk to each other. Not just in letters and emails, but talk to one another to work things out. As a general rule, it's always good to encourage in writing and challenge in person. And honour is not just applause and public praise. You know, last year we were on holiday in Spain and um, there was one of the hotel entertainment staff and uh, they did various different activities during the day, one of which was uh, bingo around the poolside, which I told you, I think I told you before that um, Liz won it one day. But, you know, we did, when they used to announce the winner each time, none of us knew anything about this person or things. And, and the uh, hotel entertainment guy um, would go, applause, applause. And we'd go, yay, woo, yeah, brilliant, well done. They didn't really know why we were clapping them and what they'd done. They, it, was, it was just a bit kind of bordering on a bit meaningless and false. So we don't want honouring just to be kind of random applause. But it certainly does include public praise and applause. And actually, I want to pause right now and do that for a group of people. Because, you know, we've already acknowledged it's an important time for children and young people as they move up a year in schooling or they move on to a different part of their education, starting new schools. But actually, there's people in this room that work in schools colleges, they work with children and young people, that's their day job, and I think it's right at this time of the year just to pause and honour you. So if that's you, if you're a teacher or a teaching assistant or a youth worker, you have some, if you would say your day job is working with children and young people, can you just stand up right now, because I want to honour you. You do such an amazing job investing in the children and the young people, the generation that are going to run this country in 10, 20 years' time. And we just want to honour you. So let, can we honour these guys? 
And we're just going to pray for you right now because you need God's strength. You need his energy. Hopefully you've got more energy at this point because it is the beginning of the school year than you would December or July. But you need God's strength. You need his wisdom. So let's just reach out your hands to these guys. Let's, let's pray for them. God, we thank you so much for these men and women who faithfully serve children, young people around this this area, this town and, and beyond. And Lord, we just pray right now that you would lift them. Lord, I pray that you'd motivate them and infuse them. Lord, I pray help them to love the, the children and young people in their care as you would love them. Lord, help them to see them as you see them. Lord, help them to, to be excited about each day, to think and, and see what can I do for the Father with these students with these pupils today. Lord, I pray you'd bless them. I pray you'd give them everything they need. I pray they wouldn't feel lacking at any point in resources and energy and time. Keep topping them up, Lord, I pray. Let them be an amazing example, amazing light. Let them be hope in their workplace. Lord, let them be encouragement to their, their colleagues as well as the, the children and young people. Lord, I pray will you use them mightily. But Lord, I do pray their work will be a blessing and a joy. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. And church, can I ask you to keep remembering them? Not just today, but ongoing. And especially towards the end of terms, it gets hard. So can you keep holding them in prayer? Keep lifting them up because they do an amazing job. Okay. So, honour is not those things. So what is honour? Honour is important. I've got to say that, because otherwise I wouldn't be standing here trying to talk to you about honour, haven't I? But honour really does make a difference. Honouring people makes a difference. Do you know what? Honour's actually mentioned over 170 times in the Bible, often as a command or as instruction to honour others. And honouring is presented as a good thing with positive results. Conversely, dishonour is presented very badly with negative results. So what does the Bible mean when it talks about honour? Well, I think it means things like this. To give respect, to be ready to learn, to live with gratitude, to recognise the value in somebody, to, and to acknowledge and act according to that value. Honour is about valuing someone, not just for what they do, but just for them, being them too. Valuing for someone for who they are as well as what they do. Bill Johnson said, celebrating, honouring someone is celebrating who a person is without stumbling over who they're not. It's looking for the good in people. Encouragement is a big part of honour. Helping a person be all they could be, they are called to be. It's crediting them with worth. It's declaring over someone, you matter. And we can do that in all sorts of ways. And boy, doesn't the world need to hear that? Don't people that we come in contact every day need to know you matter? Some of us might feel we need to hear that sometimes. We'll come on to that in a minute. But doesn't the world, we need to declare it. You matter to stop, take time with people, to sit with someone who's grieving to notice them in a crowd, to realise when they're not here. It's those sorts of things. You know, about 10 years or so, maybe a little bit longer, 
there was a, a national initiative within education uh, launched by the whatever the Department for Education was called at that time. But it was called Every Child Matters. And it became a bit of a joke, really, because of all the kind of things you have to do as a result of it. But the heart behind it was stop and take note of every child. And it was expanded to every family matters. Well, I say every person matters. And that's what honouring's about. It's, it's crediting someone with worth and saying, you really matter. You are important to me. Honour's also about acknowledging and encouraging someone's gift. We want people to flourish in KCC. We want to draw the gold out of people. Because actually God's put gold in each one of us and we want to draw that out. We want to recognise what gifts God's called them, what talents he's given them, and encourage them in it and draw it out. For their good, but for the benefit of all of us too. I know years ago, just after I graduated from university, I was down at church in Brighton at CCK and uh, I was thinking, what do I do when I finish? And uh, I heard about doing a year out for the church and there was a guy there who recognised the gifts within me that I didn't really recognise, actually. A guy called Chris Jarvis. And he saw there was something in me that could work with children and young people. And so I started doing that year. And I, be, and I, and I worked with the church. I got training as well. But I worked for the church doing their 8 to 11s work, doing their Saturday evening clubs and the Sunday mornings, uh, Sunday school, and going out into schools. And, and he recognised something in me. And he called it out of me. And it started pretty much my road that's got me to this point because he saw that actually, yeah, I could serve the church in this way. Before that, I thought, well, what can I do? And it just took someone to, to say, come on, you can do it. Like Barnabas was with Paul. You know, he recognized that and he said, come on, there's something in this guy. That's what honoring is about. Honoring is also about how we talk to people when they're not, talk about people when they're not around. Do we speak well of them when they're not there? We might be all, you know, lovely when they're around, but what are we like when they're not there? God's been really challenging me that, in that area recently. And I love how, how it comes across in Romans 12 here, in the ESV version. There's like this godly competition. Outdo one another in showing honour. You know, there's all sorts of competitions that people enter into. I guess the Olympics is the big one that's been in our mind recently. But wow, what about this godly competition? For those of you who have got a competitive relationship, let's outdo one another in showing honour. Or as the NIV puts it, honour one another above yourselves. Either way, either translation, it's a challenge, it's an adventure. So who, why and how should we be going about honour? I just want to briefly just go through some of these things. So first of all, we need to honour God. He's the one. He's the supreme being that we should honour. First and foremost, our honour should go to God. Revelation 4.11 says, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honour and power. Let's not make any mistake about this. The first and foremost honouring should go to God. Why? He, for it goes on to say in the same bit of Romans 4, uh, Revelation 4.11, for you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. We honour God because he's the creator. He created all things. He created you and me. He created 
all things are visible and invisible. He sustains all life. He is worthy of all honour. We honour God for his kindness and his love to us. You know, we've been drawn back to it in our worship again this morning. Right from the onset into communion and everything else. We honour God because he died in our place. He's rescued us from an eternity in hell to an eternity in heaven, glorious heaven. We have no idea what it's going to be like. We just know it's going to be wonderful. And he's made that possible. We honour God because actually God-honouring is the culture of heaven. That's what's going on in heaven right now. The angels haven't stopped worshipping God and we get caught up in that. God-honouring is what, what heaven is about. It creates an atmosphere to, for heaven to invade here. His kingdom breaks in. You know, there's a link there. You've got the, the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray started by honouring God. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Where does it go next? Your kingdom come, your will be done. When we honour God, it helps create a place where, where the kingdom can break in. So how do we go about honouring God? Very quickly, just four things to throw out. Well, through our worship, we've been doing it this morning. We honour God through our worship. It's not just about empty singing of songs. It's a heartfelt. It's not about how well we sing. God doesn't care if you don't have a great voice. He loves it anyway. We can honour God through our money and our resources. Proverbs 3, 9 says, Honour God with your first fruits. Bring them in. Honour God with what you've got. We can honour God by honouring others. Proverbs 14, 31 says, Whoever is kind to the needy honours God. By the way we treat other people, actually, we can honour God. And we can honour God by living with gratitude, being grateful for everything that God has done rather than focusing on all the things he hasn't done. Secondly, we're to honour ourselves. Hang on a minute, isn't that a bit self-centred? Isn't that about like, mm, well, one of the things I said honouring was, was recognising the value in someone. It's so important that we recognise that we are valued. Psalm 139, verse 14 says that you and me are fearfully and wonderfully made. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. You're not an accident. You're not just some random atoms coming together. You have been fearfully and wonderfully made. There's a creator that has taken time to form you exactly the way you have been formed. You know, for those of you who are artists, you know what it's like to think about what combinations of materials and colours to create this together. We have got the great artist who's created each one of you. God has made you to be valuable. You have innate value in you because God made you and he made you even more in his image. Furthermore, for those of you who call yourselves Christians, this is what 1 John 3.1 says, that we are children of God. We are highly honoured people. 1 Peter 2 says that you are now royalty, adopted by the King of Kings. Don't be quick to dismiss what God says about you. He says over you that you're made in my image, that you are my sons and daughters, that you are a chosen people. 
that you are dearly loved. These are, what, these are things that God says in the Bible about you. He has given you value. It's important you acknowledge that. Well, how do you go about honouring yourself? Well, I guess part of it is aligning your thinking with God says. Make sure you know what his word says. Many of us have done the freedom in Christ. Those statements in there, get those truths in you. Refuse to curse or speak badly about yourself. It's so easy to say when you do something that's a bit silly, oh, I'm so stupid. Yeah, how many of us have ever done that? Yeah, it's not good. That's not what God says about you. It's not true. We've got to refuse to speak badly about ourselves. It's not in denial of things that we need to work on, but it's just getting your thinking lined up with what God says. And we need to receive praise from others and encouragement that might be given, and then privately we pass it on to God. I think that's a great way for handling praise. So many of us, oh, no, no, it's all right. No, no, we have this modesty. We feel uncomfortable, but it's okay to receive praise, and then we pass it on to God. You know, in our own quiet times, thank you, God, that you gave me the talent to be able to do this, that, or the other. We pass it on to him. Avoid the yes buts. How easy it is, isn't it, when someone says, you did that, someone, yes, but, you know, I was only following the recipe, or yes, but, I was, you know, this was going on. Receive it and then pass it on to God. It's really important that we grasp our worth if we're going to honour others, which is my third group of people that we're called to honour. You know, we can, trying very hard to respect and honour other, pe- other people will only get us so far. The more we understand the honour and value that God has given us, the more able we'll be to honour others. So these others, who might that include? Who should we, according to the Bible, honour? Well, actually, there's, there's quite a few lists around. If you start looking up who you're called to honour. You're called to honour your parents, we heard that last week. You're called to honour church leaders, employers, state leaders. Really? We're supposed to honour Theresa May, honestly. What? She doesn't know what she's doing. Paul wrote, honour the emperor, Emperor Nero, who was having Christians killed. Surely we can honour our leaders. Honour older people, honour widows, honour husbands, honour wives. In fact, honour everyone. I think that includes pretty much all of us. So we're called to honour others. But why? Why should we do it? Well, the Bible tells us to. That's a good start. But honour releases life. When we honour people, life comes. David, when he was talking last week about honouring parents, it quotes from the Old Testament. And there's a promise. When we're we're told to honour our parents, it says, because what? You will live long in the land. There's a promise of life that comes. And honouring our parents is the first place we learn to honour. When we honour, it brings life. When we honour, it attracts an inheritance as well. Matthew 10, 41 says this, The one who receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And the one who receives a righteous person because he is a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. People carry with them an inheritance. Each one of us 
have gifts that God has given us. And if we accept that person, we will receive a blessing from it because they may have something that we don't have. So when we honour them and we are willing to listen to them and learn from them, we can get things that we wouldn't get otherwise. So how can we honour them? Just a few freebies. We're going to have a whole week on this in a few weeks' time. But just a few freebies to throw out there to get you kind of going so you can get honouring now. I've already said, one way to honour others is to challenge person, challenge in person and privately, but praise in writing as well as in person. Also, look for opportunities to grab that you can honour others. You know, this week I was writing some thank you cards from my birthday to, to different people who'd given me things. And, and often, I don't know if you're like me, I, I'm not a, a wordy person, and so I often just say, thanks so much for the gift card you gave me, look forward to spending it, that sort of thing. But this time I thought, do you know what? Here's an opportunity to honour this person. So I did do the thanking bit, and I said, you know, whatever else, I'm so grateful for your friendship or your support. It was just that I could grab this opportunity to honour someone here. I could just do the minimum, or I could just do a little bit more. It, it, what, it took me an extra 20 seconds or something. So it's looking for opportunities to grab that you can honour someone. Also, kind of the opposite of that, is maybe discipline yourself to honour. Some of us need to kind of practice it. So discipline yourself. Maybe even set reminders. You know, you could put it on your phone or in your diary. Honour so-and-so this week. You, you know, you could pray about who does God want you to honour. And you could kind of set yourself little reminders. Seek to grow in this area. Ask others who you know are good at encouraging and honouring others. And, and ask them, get, get suggestions off them. What is it you do? How do you go about doing it? Another way of honouring is give people time. You know, life is busy. Giving someone time means so much. How about this? Listen. That's easy, isn't it? Listen. You could do it over coffee right now. Listen to someone and respond to what they're saying. Maybe it's just an encouragement based on what you've heard. Maybe you take action. Maybe they need something practically. Listen and respond. Here's one. Here's a challenge for some of us. Honouring. Be on time. Be on time. That's a way of honouring people. Call the gifting out of people. I've already talked about that. That's another way of honouring people. Recognise the gifting and call it out of them. Be grateful for the people who are in your life, even those you don't agree with all the time. Encourage, encourage, encourage. Romans 12.10. Go back to where we started. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honour. How might you seek to honour God more in your life? How might you go from here knowing you have value? What impact is that going to have on your life? Who might God be calling you to honour today, this week, in church, in your family, at work, in your neighbourhood? How might you show that? Let me just pray as we finish. <clears throat> oh God, the one who deserves honour and glory, the one who created us. Oh, thank you so much for all the good things you give us. We thank you that you have rescued us and that we will spend eternity with you. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us as we consider the whole area of honour, how we might be even more honouring 
in the way we live our lives, honouring to you, recognising and responding to the value in ourselves and honouring others. Lord, we do pray that this would become such a strong trait within our church that it overflows to wherever we go, that we would shape the culture around us, that we would change the atmosphere as we seek to bring honour rather than dishonour and shame. We would build people up, we'd encourage. God, will you help us in this? Lord, it's, it's not going to be easy for some of us, but we know it's a God thing. You've said, honour one another. So help us to spur one another on in this area into exploits and adventures into honouring. We ask this in your name. Amen.